This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here we go. Hour number three of the G-Bag Nation. Could the Cowboys get in on uh, these free agents? We have the top 50 coming off uh, NFL Insider Story uh, ESPN. No chance. And we'll go over uh, some of the bigger names and I I guess fantasize. Sprata says no chance. Stop Do you have hope? Gosh, hell yeah, I have hope. Are you kidding me? That's all I have. That's all I have. How many of the 50 are on uh, Dallas' team currently? I will say yes. Because they're going to look at their signing their own as bigger than going on uh, the road. Signing yeah. your own doesn't count. I, you know, to I, them it I, does. I really want to look at the guys inside the top ten, and maybe that's fantasy land. There's two guys, I believe, uh, for the Cowboys, uh, Tony Pollard and uh, Dalton Schultz, and neither one of those guys are in the top ten, but one of them's fairly close, so Bye. we'll get to those. <laughs> In just a moment, General at your service, live from Studio G in sunny Vale, Texas. Very cold and windy out here, uh, a very sleety as well to pull a Romo. <laughs> um, you got Brian Broaddus uh, there at 75 and Fitzhugh, uh, uh, along with uh, Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman. And uh, Woolchuck's across the county there at his, his parents' house. But We got the Dallas Stars practicing out on 75 right now. How they looking? They're looking good. They got a game going right in the middle of the highway. Perfect. Give us a road report. Is is it just Man, totally is, dry? It, it reminds me so much of pandemic radio when we yeah. used to like out the window. There is uh right now there might be there's three cars going north. I have yet to see a car come south. Or take me back, flip that. Cars three cars going south, nobody coming north. So wow. it's amazing. Yeah. There's nobody nobody on these roads right now. It, it is. It's very interesting how it can shut everything down, and what what other towns, or other cities, other parts of the country would just consider normal. Like everybody's going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it comes down to experience, and especially with the road crews and the salting of the roads and the the the, the, the plows, the scrapers that they can get out there that we just don't have uh, that makes us uniquely vulnerable to this. But it's it's kind of nice, you know, take a little time off, a little change of pace. Uh, and, um, you know, it is kind of nice being able to get around without everything being so crowded. But anyway, I, maybe I'm just fantasizing, and maybe I'm crazy for, for even thinking about this Both. with Catboy still in charge. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you're crazy. Yeah. That's 100% accurate, but you're not yeah. alone. I'm yeah, crazy. yeah. you know, I, I just imagine the Cowboys have a YOLO offseason where Jerry says, this could totally make sense to me, guys. We have Dak for two more years. We have McCarthy for two more years. If we want to be fair to them, we got to build a really awesome team around them. Not a not a pretty awesome team, a really awesome team. And Jerry's like, guys, I'm in my 80s. Yeah. If we don't do it now with Dak and we move on from Dak, I might not get another shot. 
This mm-hmm. is my best shot right now. Sure. So we're going to build a great team, and we're going to start by restructuring everything. Dak's getting restructured. Everybody's getting restructured. We're going to let a ton of our other free agents go. We're going to try to keep a couple of them that that are key, but there's there's not a lot of guys on that free agent list that are catalyst type of guys. Right? Is it, is it Terrence Steele? Is that about it? Ter- Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotis? Well, he's restricted, so yeah, yeah, you've got him under really kind of control there. And Biotis you've got for one more year. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay, so he's not a free agent yet. That's great. Then I, I you know there's there's one guy who's kind of crucial, and he's a restricted free agent. So we can restructure. We can let a, the, the jobber free agents go, and maybe we got to make like one tough decision on Donovan Wilson or Leighton Van Der Esch, stuff like that, or or maybe both their numbers are so low and that we get to keep guys like that. That would be great. But what we really need are catalyst type of guys that can change an entire position group from being a bunch of tryhards to a, a bunch of guys that will stomp a mud hole in you. And, you know, um, the, the guy that came over snacks, you know, uh, uh, at midseason in, in, the, in the trade, the big guy, that gave you just a, a – this guy's way past his prime. And he, he changed your dynamics in a very significant way because you got real beef down there on, on the defensive line. So I'm looking to – that's Jonathan Hankins. I'm, I'm right. looking to apply, you know, that kind of deal to other spots on the roster, Brian. Yeah, I kind of – you know, to me, I, I just I, – I think of this time of year always with the Cowboys as that when the season ends, the next thing you know, the Senior Bowl's here, and they switch into scouting mode. You know, I it, it – I just always think that they're going to draft. And and there's nothing yeah. wrong with these guys oh, drafting. Sure. There's nothing wrong. And, Gavin, I love the fact that you're playing Jerry Jones and walking in there 81 years yeah. old and saying, listen, guys, I don't have any more rodeos. Steven Jones has even come on our station and said that, you know. Yep. And, and you know, you wonder if it's one of those things where Jerry and has just kind of said, you know what, Steven, you and Will handle this. You, you Mike, you guys handle this. You know, whatever yep. direction you go in, we'll be fine. You it know. might be Jerry's last wish to just have them operate it for maximum profit and TV ratings. You know, you can't maximize TV ratings and profit and also go for the Super Bowl really hard. And that might be what Jerry's most proud of. Boy, we got this thing figured well, out, you know. He could also, I, yeah, but he could also, to your point, he, he could wreck this thing too. He sure. could wreck it and say, you know, he could wreck it and put you know, money on the cap in the future and things and just tell Steven and, and Will and them, Hey, listen, I don't care. I, you know, I ain't going to be around to see you fix the cap. You yeah. know, I don't, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me. If we can go out and add two or three, you know, quality free agents, mm-hmm. you know, sign one of our own and add a couple that we weren't planning on, you know, maybe that, maybe that's what this team needs to do. That's going to have to come from Jerry. Because yeah. if it does, if, if it does, if, it, if he doesn't say a word, Steven and Will are going to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to go to the Senior Bowl. They're going to go to the Combine. They're going to have their pre-draft meeting, and we're going to be covering the draft for three days talking about, well, that's a really good pick. Well, that's a solid pick they made. Man, they did some good thinking about that pick right there. Got some great value. That's what we're doing right now. Six-figure signing bonuses. Yeah. You know, just little chin stuff. So here's some of the names. If they would flip the switch, I think it would be a great offseason to do it. The guys going out, the, the money you could free up are on non, non-star non players. Now, number one's Lamar Jackson. Uh, good on anybody that gets him. Number two is Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, he's been playing on, on the Tackle. tag this year yeah. for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not totally sold on his athleticism, but if my scouts were telling me he could make the team a lot better, you sign him and, and you put Tyler Smith at left guard, you know, that could make your the left side of your line very powerful. 
Uh, Javon Hargrave is a 30-year-old Pro Bowl defensive tackle with the Eagles. He dominated this year with 11, 11 sacks, third best player at his position for pass rush win rate. You want to drop an absolute star, not a hopeful star, like nothing against these Gallimores and Osas. They make a play every every month, you know, and you want a guy that makes a play every quarter or every month. Deron Payne. Big body defensive tackle now with Washington, talking. 26 years old. There's your guy. Now we're talking. There's your guy. Yeah. He's you the take fourth away, best free agent on this list. Yeah. According you take to the away from a division rival, and you're adding a premium type of player to the middle of that defensive line yeah. that they have not had here. That guy's been a pain in the ass to the Cowboys ever since he's been in the league. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you just watch him play. I mean, if you just for a loan, just for signing him, it would be great for you. But just not to have to play against him anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that would be that would be a big help. I mean, in the impact that he has against you and, and what you just saw uh, Hankins do, imagine getting a guy seven years younger in his prime oh, who's got a better overall yeah. ability. You know, that that's something that you 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 throw that money around. And, and now the idea of not running or not stopping the run just kind of goes away. It, it, it disappears instantly. I'm going to I'm going to go on record and saying that he is going to be one of the top three highest paid players. Wow. In free agency. Wow. When it's all a said one and tech done. getting paid yeah. like that. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Number one, uh, number five on the list is Geno Smith, a good quarterback with the Seahawks free agent. Do you think they're going to try to keep him? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. the Seahawks do go ahead and give him a deal. I, I, he was good there. It fit, and I think that he uh, he's exactly kind of what Pete Carroll wants as a bridge quarterback there for them. I think I draft. I think I'm going to try and draft if I'm John. I know John doesn't. When he goes out of the room, sometimes they have better success. When he goes down the hall, goes to the men's room, or goes to get a turkey sandwich, they throw a pick in and it works out for him. They're not taking a running back? Yeah, John will let him. John would take a running back. I mean, if John was on the radio with us, Gavin, he would come through the screen and choke you about B. John Robinson. He would. Right he'd on. fly through well, the screen and grab you and, and try and, I you love know. It. They might but, take Bijan in the top five. Uh, yeah, that, that, that would be John. <laughs> that would, John would love that. But I, I think this is the time where you talk about bridge, but do you pay a bridge? Or do you just go ahead and mm. say, you know, we're, we got our offensive line. It's going the right direction. You know, but maybe, isn't Gino isn't Gino worth like at least twenty five or thirty million? Oh no, put up that, some really good numbers. No, no, that's that's uh, that's what I'm saying though. It, yeah, it might be John might be forced to be doing that, but is that good enough? Was Gino Smith good enough? Um, I think he I think you could win a Super Bowl with Gino Smith if he played great defense and ran the ball. He's going to be accurate. You know, yeah. he 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 was he had a really strong year. Man, Number six on the you, top. You, you, you pulled that one from your rear. You're what? looking at the Brad Johnson, that, that, Trent Dilfer. Man, no, he – I, I, you said it with confidence, but deep down inside you're like, boy, what am I doing right now saying oh. that? You're <laughs> oh, like, Jim. oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. <laughs> no, I, I think I'd you be – You did. You said I, it with confidence, but deep down inside you're like, gosh, I'm going to regret just saying what I just said. I think he just had the best year he's ever going to have. Personally, I don't know that he's going to be able to duplicate this again, boys. Okay, well, there's other guys on the list that maybe the yeah, Cowboys would be interested wrong. in. Get ready. Number yeah. six, Mike, Mike McGlinchey, the, the Niners' right tackle, basically mm. Terrence Steele. So you, you, you know, Keep, yeah, you're going to do a Terrence Steele. You, you don't need fine. him. Yep. Yeah, you're good uh, there. Uh, number seven is Tom Brady. Wait, wait, oh, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. The thing with McGlinchey, are you guys all saying no because he just got hip tossed by, you know, that one play against uh, Micah? No, I think no. McGlinchey's really good. But uh, I just don't think that they're going to go sign it. I think they'd look more at a guard than a tackle. Okay. 
Yeah, I uh I thought you guys I'll were saying honest. the last image you had is this number sixty nine <laughs> flying through the air and That's like and then like a linebacker really is not a defensive end. It's just hit toss him, yeah. Mike is gonna do that to a lot of guys. That was impressive, but I didn't I didn't hold that against him. I RJ choppied this thing and, and his pass rush win rate is like thirty two. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't he doesn't pass protect. He's also uh, well. got an injury history, Gavin. So I oh, think he'd he? be out on him. Yeah. A uh, number eight top fifty free agent Saquon Barkley. That would be the worst signing we've seen in twenty years. Hopefully they don't do that. Mm. Um, uh, number nine Jamel Dean Tampa. It's a zone corner. Cowboys yeah. play a lot of man, don't they? A lot I'll of man. Pass on that. Yep. Yep. Number ten Daniel Jones quarterback. God, pass. what a player, man. If I was yeah. the Seahawks, I'd go after him. <laughs> Yeah, I said that just like okay. Gavin. Just <laughs> all right. Can you, hey, you, I, Gavin, Gavin, you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones too. Sure. You know, it's good. just him not playing in the game. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> just how the Eagles did it with Carson Wentz. Yeah, exactly. Number 11's Jesse Bates, Bengals safety, oh. no need. Mm. Good player though. So? Good player. I'd uh, number Wilson. I like Wilson. I hope they can get Wilson back myself. Jesse Bates would be a massive upgrade. He would over be a massive Hooker, yeah. man. He'd yeah. be huge. Yep. But I, I don't think they'd do that either, Gavin. I'm with you. Top 50 free agents here. Number 12, your first cowboy, Dalton Schultz. Do you guys want him back? No. You've, I, you know what? I, I tell you what, they've had some magic here. Drafting tight ends, third, fourth, fifth round. You just keep growing that pipeline. Keep trying. Yeah, just you keep, got two guys just that keep, can hold it down. I know when in the end of February, early March, we'll get into draft talk here, but we'll get we're going to give you some tight ends to look at. Mm-hmm. We will. There's there's a, it's a good class, man. It might be one of the best tight end classes I've ever seen. I spoke borderline disrespectfully of Dalton Schultz. No, make that over the line disrespectful of Dalton Schultz. Last year when the Cowboys franchise tagged him, I thought it was a big mistake. I still wouldn't have tagged him, but he did earn a lot more of my respect this year. So in a perfect world, I think you could keep Schultz, but the NFL is all about drafting guys that can do most of a veteran's job for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. And Ferguson and Hendershot proved it. I mean, they've been they've been looking for other tight ends for five years. They finally got two of them in the same draft. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think they'll find another one. They'll find. I think Schultz one. is really good. I don't want to take anything away from Dalton yeah. Schultz. I think he's a very good football player, and he's going to go get a contract somewhere else. I just don't think the Cowboys can afford to spend. I'd, I'd rather them put that money somewhere else. Okay, number 13, here's the guy they need, James Bradbury, press man corner who can play zone. He's 30, so he's not going to get a huge contract. Maybe if the Cowboys had signed him instead of Philly, maybe that would have changed the East. If if the Eagles do have to make Bradbury available, and they have a number of guys on, on this list, hopefully the Cowboys will be in line this time to, to pick up his services. What do you say? Mm, I'm not opposed to a Bradbury signing. Yeah, I don't think you can have enough good corners. That's why, like, I'm out on moving on from a guy like Diggs. Now, if he starts being a pain in the rear with negotiations, we'll see how much money he he starts to make. But when you're talking about moving on, I felt the same way about a Byron Jones. It's just hard to find really, really good cornerbacks. Uh, And if you can get a guy like a James Bradbury, that'll depend on the contract, though, is he's going to be north of 30. But he, he signed a pretty affordable deal because of the Giants still owing him money. That's how the Eagles kind of lucked into that thing. That'll be an interesting name to monitor. Were we asleep at the wheel on that one? Somebody owing somebody money and we didn't jump in on that one? I think in the offseason, we often talk about that with this organization. There's trades that are made. There's signings that happen. And we're like, were they on vacation again? Was it spring break? Mm. What were we doing there? Yacht life's awful good, I guess. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, three of the top 14 free agents, Eagles. 
Uh, so th- that's you know just another that guy's that guy's turned into like a nickel player, an intercepting machine around mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah, man, he would be. I mean, there, there's some him Bates. There's some there's some there's some good players in this thing. That way, the guys that are always around the ball, good tacklers, can play at a lot of different spots. I, I, man, I I wouldn't have any problems with this guy. 19's TP Tony Pollard. Um, 22 is an inside linebacker with Tampa Levante David. He's 33 years old. I would be surprised if the Cowboys look at that, but it, you know if they did, uh, you talk about a guy that could bring together a defense and 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 give it that veteran there in the middle who still made a, a ton of tackles and at 33 years old might not break the bank. But I don't think that's very realistic to think of it. But I just wonder what Dan Quinn will want, you know, to 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 really tie that thing together. And, you know, veterans that, that cost less, stars past their prime, that seems to hopefully be in the range of, of something the Cowboys could make a little bit of cap space for if, if Leighton Vander Esch doesn't come back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things on defense I kind of buy into, hey, if you go bargain bin shopping, I Dan Quinn's earned that trust. I trust yeah. Dan Quinn to make it work. It, on offense, you better go get some legitimate horses here. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Odell Beckham Jr.'s 26. I don't think that's happening or Brandon Cooks is happening. I, I think those were, hey, there's no other options to make the team better. But now that you're in a full-off season, you're looking to draft somebody or, or find somebody that's going to hit your cap less than either of those individuals, right? Are we are we uh, in agreement on that? Yeah, I think, I think you're on there. But I'll tell you what would be interesting. If free agency goes along, we always have those first two or three days that are frenzied. Yeah. And then, but if if it, we get into like the second week, and he's got no team, I'd circle back with him. Sure, I would circle back and just because the money for him, maybe he'll always have an inflated value of himself. But I would I would circle back and say, listen, you 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 got nobody sniffing right now for you. Why don't you try and come with us, and we'll pay you this. Ooh, that's you on that. Okay, yeah, that could be fun. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, there it is. A look at the top 50 free agents from ESPN. Wooly Bully, the top 10 420s coming up next. What are we looking at today, sir? Found a fun article from Yard Barker. The top 10 Super Bowl matchups we wish actually happened. Is there a Super Bowl matchup you wish actually happened next on The Fan? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back, Nation. It is time for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Some important things been developing this afternoon. D'Amico Ryans, the new head coach in Houston, goes the 49ers defensive coordinator. Congrats to him. Sean Payton, the new head coach in Denver. Okay, so a couple of uh, NFL dominoes are, are falling. More to come. Uh, Paper footballs will be falling on Saturday. Register for your chance to win a slot to play in Fan Bowl 2023. Paper football tournament is back at Revolver Brewing, Texas Live. $3,000 in prize money is up for grabs, and you just go to 105throughthefan.com, click on the contest page, and sign up for your chance to win a slot in that Fan Bowl tournament that is coming up uh, this weekend. Okay, uh, about Saturday at 3 o'clock, Texas Live. Segments brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art. And the Frankels, if you are hurt in an accident and it is not your fault, call the Frankels Roadside. Go to truckwreck.com. That is truckwreck.com. Salute. Here's Wolchuk, top 10, 420. Let's party, boys. Can't wait to party with the Tolos. Fan Bowl out there at Revolver Brewing, Texas Live on Saturday. If we don't see you out there, well, then you're missing out because you're going to hear about what a party it was, and uh, hopefully you do come out and party with us. It's going to be awesome. Now, I've got the top ten Super Bowl matchups that we wish would have actually happened. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Aaron Andrews and Carissa Thompson, they do their podcast. It's called Calm Down with Aaron and Carissa. Mm. You guys know I had a little bit of a slip-up last week. Yeah. We had to dump it. Well, it just so happened that these two were talking about their biggest on-air fears. And what happens to be their biggest on-air fear? Well, cursing. Ladies, take it away. How do you keep from dropping the F-bomb during a game? That's you. No, and it's you during studio. It's a massive fear. Massive. Really? Massive. Yeah. I don't even think about it on air. I think I, I don't know. That's so interesting, though. I mean, maybe I say that now and I'll probably do it. Have I ever done oh it before? God. Oh, my God. Oh, have you ever done it on issue. accident? Oh, my God. No, oh, don't talk about it. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on everything. I can't say that I haven't done it either. <laughs> I did it on purpose. You did? It was fun. Yeah. Mickey? After the, uh, the 2010 LCS strikeout of A-Rod. We all came back and yeah. and we did a late late show. Lucius was there and <laughs> and Grego starts uh, challenging people to be just like f yeah we did it. So you know we started saying we were going to the world effing series. You get challenged. I, I understand that. Yeah, didn't want to be you a know, chicken. I'm not going to be put. You're not going to test my manhood here. I'm I'm going to say it. Uh, Bobby actually <laughs> did that to me once, and I also got pulled off sides. I have a history of this. Now I'm going to make sure moving forward, I'm nothing but perfect and we're not going to have these issues and we're going to make life easier on lucius uh we also have this story that as soon as the eagles were going to the super bowl we had a uh, restaurant owner in arizona send out a memo to all of his employees that said ladies and gentlemen the first team for the super bowl has just been decided philadelphia 
and their fans will be in town to represent their city. With that being said, if any of you are from Philly, please don't take this the wrong way. But Philly fans are some of the most obnoxious, rude fans in the country. They're blue-collar, hardworking people. They're very passionate and love their sports, but they stink. And as hospitality prof- hospitality professionals, we need to make sure we show them a great time, And we may, but we do need to make sure we prepare ourselves for the brashness that they're probably going to be bringing into the restaurant. So they're going to be challenging, but just hold your head up and show them a great time. Sincerely, Bob Mayo, who was the owner of said establishment. Bob Mayo. Mm-hmm. Last name Mayo owns a restaurant. Last name Mayo, first name Bob. I think we're making up stuff now. I don't think so. Yep. Bob Mayonnaise owns a nope. restaurant. Bob Mayo. You're telling me some guy can't have his last name Mayo, Brian? O.J. Mayo? O.J., Gerard Mayo. I mean, there's been guys. Yeah, sure. But a restaurant owner named Mayo, last name, I'm calling you out on this You don't think so? Calling you out on this one. All right, well, I'm going to find out where this restaurant is. When we are in Arizona, we're going to it. And we're going to say, Bob, get over here and introduce yourself to Brian Broaddus. It's it's almost like establishments in Arizona need to decide this week, are we going to be a Chiefs place or an Eagles place? And, and market accordingly. Because once the Eagles go there, not many other fan bases want to no. stay there unless no. you unless you are like relishing the opportunity to fight people, you know, that cheer for other teams. That's that's you. It's Eagles fans or that. I wonder who their money. Yeah, but. who's gonna spend more money? That's the question I'd have to ask myself. Who's gonna drink me out of Ooh. beer and appetizers? And burgers and all that stuff. That's what I'm looking for. I think the Eagle fans probably will drink more. I think the I think the Eagle fans will drink more, but I think they'll complain about the prices and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you know like oh you what do you, you that's too much a bucket of beer whoa you know yeah. I mean I I don't know it's a bucket of beer it's a Super Bowl pay the tab enjoy you See, know I am I imagine like Eagles fans like you know. They're getting together with, like, three buddies in a car. It's going to yeah. smell like farts and B.O. the whole way there. Driving. They, they got, like, an $18 budget to get yeah. beer. Yeah. And, you know, may, maybe that's unfair, but I, I think I think of the Kansas City fan with a little bit more high esteem. All right, let's get into our top ten here. The Super Bowl matchups we wish would have happened, and we got a lot of love for uh, some Cowboy Chiefs. That'd be fun to see that. Um, and really, we got from the 214 Dream Super Bowl matchup 2012, Roger, Rogers versus Brady instead of Eli would be one. I think the 214 hit a great one that I'm sure should be featured here. 98 99 Vikings Broncos instead of Atlanta. Yeah. In there, that would have been a Came fun down game. down to a missed field goal there. The Dirty was Birds. There, was there a game that maybe uh, popped into your mind? Yeah. That, yeah. that you, you definitely wish we had a scene? Yeah. The 95 Packers played the Dallas Cowboys in an NFC championship game, and we got beat 38-27 in that game because then we would have played the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it would have been that that had been that Super Bowl, and then we would have gotten back the following year. But, yeah, I, I, I trust me, the 95 Cowboy-Packer game. I wish, I wish we had won that one mm. to, for the chance to play the Steelers. I think we could have beaten the Steelers. Yeah. I know the Cowboys did. The Cowboys looked good against them, but – that's one I felt like that, that that one got away. The other games that we played, like 93 against Dallas in the divisional game, we couldn't beat them. 94, we couldn't beat them in the divisional game. 95, we had a shot. We, they were 11-5. and five, We were 11-5. and five. We, we honestly had a shot in that game. It's, it's sad to this day that we, I didn't, we didn't get that opportunity to go in there. I would say I wanted to see the, uh, the 2022 uh, Cowboys and Eagles, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately... 
uh, you know, Brock Purdy got a hurt a game too late for that to come to reality. Right. The ultimate uh, 20, deciding Should have still won that game, man. Should have. I mean, to me, just, just watching, I know should have, could have. I get it. But, man, there were plays to be made in that game. Yep. You, just, you just were you were probably two, three plays away from winning that football game. And that's what – and you just don't know when you're going to get back in that situation like that. You know? 14 was one that comes to mind. Cowboys-Patriots would have been a fun one because if you, if you end up, Dez catches it, and then you go to Seattle, a team that you'd already beat You'd smoke Seattle. Seattle early in the year running the football against them. They to couldn't me, stop that, DeMarco Murray, yeah. That one's set up. You could also go back to 07, which I think would have been you instead of the Giants in that game against the Patriots as well. Uh, that the Giants ended up beating you. Those were two that always kind of stood out to me. Number 10 that on the list. would have had a chance. They would have. Yeah. Number 10 on the list. 2000, the Rams versus the Ravens. The actual Super Bowl ended up being the Ravens just blowing out the, the Giants, Giants 34-7. to yeah. But what a fun matchup that would have been. One of the best defenses ever against the greatest show on turf in the Rams. Mm. Number nine. the Kurt Warner Rams team? Yes. Yes. Wow, yeah, that would have been exceptional. Number nine, this one's a bit of a weird one, but it's 1994. So, Brian, you might be able to give us more insight on these teams. Yeah. But the Browns against the Lions. And the actual matchup was the Niners and Chargers, where the Niners just blew out San Diego. Mm-hmm. But this was Bill Belichick in Cleveland and Barry Sanders in the Lions. And you said in 94? 94. Because I was just talking about us playing uh, Dallas in the divisional game. Right. In nine, so what was the championship game that year? Was it Dallas and? Uh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. And San Francisco beat Dallas. Yeah. But, but uh, how did the Lions? Because, see, I don't remember the Lions' fate. I, mean, I remember the Lions. They mu- I think they must have lost in, like, the wild card round that year okay. to one of those teams. Okay. But the, the they liked the matchup of Belichick. Hell, they didn't Browns. lose to us, did they? They might have. They might have. I'd yeah. have to go back and look at the Lions' postseason run that year. But just an interesting chess match there with Belichick. And kind of, you know, we know the, the staff that he had in place there with Cleveland. My gosh, that thing's ended up becoming legendary before they moved to Baltimore. So that'd be interesting. Number the final eight. game was the wild card loss to the Packers. Yeah, we lost. Year. Yeah, okay. It, yeah, yeah, that was exactly. Yeah, because yeah, we were a nine and seven team that year, and I remember because I, the the thing about that was the game when Sterling Sharp didn't play in the game, and we took a safety. They had a the, they had a guy named a returner named Mel Gray that was mm. just really really good, and we're backed up to our own end with limited time left in the game, and we're trying to figure out what we we're going to do in the game, and I'll never forget this. Sterling Sharp walked up to Nolan Cromwell and Mike Holmgren and said, take a safety. Don't don't risk a block punt here. Just take a safety. Punt this thing out of here. He's not going to get it. You know, we're not – Barry Sanders, I think, got held to minus 13 yards in that game. It was it was wow. incredible. It was He had negative yards in that game. But, yeah, I remember Sterling Sharp, like, the coaches didn't know what to do. And Sterling Sharp just said, take a safety. They're, don't let him block this and get the ball. And wow. we took the safety and, and ended up – been able to hold on defense to win but yeah that was a that was an interesting Lions team for sure number eight Super Bowl matchups we wish we had a scene Patriots Niners in 2012 ended up being the Ravens who knocked off the Patriots to get to that Super Bowl and the Ravens won it but the Patriots having been there against for Brady his childhood team San Francisco could have been an interesting storyline seven is our Dallas Cowboys against the Patriots in 2016 
instead of the Falcons. And if the Cowboys knock off Green Bay, then they end up playing Atlanta. It would have been Dak. It would have been Zeke. The rookie sensations taken on Brady and the Patriots in 16. That would have been an absolute blast to watch. Yeah, that year all they had to do was beat Green Bay and Atlanta, and they were in. And the funny thing about that whole thing, how many, let me ask you guys this. Do you, you get all these New England-Dallas matchups? Could that have been this this modern time? Could that have been the Dallas Steeler type yeah, of matchups? Absolutely could have been. So, so, yeah, I was just kind of thinking that, to me, there's so many of these matchups because Dallas and the Steelers in the 70s, those mm-hmm. were legendary matchups. In every game you're kind of talking about, Dallas versus Patriots, that, that could have been like the, very similar to what they used to have back in the day with the, against the Steelers. Six is 07. You could have had the Manning Bowl. With the, it ended up being Giants over the Patriots. But what if uh, the Colts had beaten the Patriots and you would have had Peyton versus Eli in the Super Bowl? Five awesome. is the Colts and Vikings, which is, I think, what we were all kind of wanting, unless you're a Saints fan, uh, with Favre and the Vikings. Oh, yeah, they ended up losing awesome. to the Saints. Yeah, you get Manning versus Bad Favre. interception with Favre. It would have been fun. Yeah, Number four, 1975. Did we just say Brett Favre? Nope. Oh, we, we'd only gosh. said Favre. We'd oh, only said the last name, Brian. Brian. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Mama gave me one of them flap checks. Said Mama take away five of them flap checks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. Number four is Cowboys and Raiders. 1975 ended up being the Steelers over the Cowboys that year. But what if the Raiders had been able to finally knock knock off mm. the Steelers? Could have been the Cowboys and the Raiders in the Super Somebody Bowl. Somebody got hurt for the Raiders. Yeah, probably. Number three, we got Patriots and Bucks. Uh, 2021 certainly would have been a blast to see Belichick versus Brady. Of course, that was the only year that we've seen the Patriots make the playoffs with Brady in it on the other side. So this is the only year that they could have that could have happened, which is why they're going with that one. But that would have been absolutely juicy. Number two, we've got Vikings Broncos from '98, which ended up being the Falcons who got blown out. But number one, the Super Bowl that we all wish could have happened but didn't: 2014 Patriots Packers instead of Patriots Seahawks, and it is Rodgers versus Brady, uh. not in a conference title game, but in a Super Bowl. Would have been epic. Thank you, Wolchuk. It's time for the C-Note, Cowboys News of the Evening. How could a bad coordinator have had so much success? That's the question for you. Truckwreck.com, Fantex, fill it up, and we're back to discuss it next in the G-Bag Nation. All right, time for the Cowboys News of the Evening, and we have a couple stories uh, that uh, if you Google up the Cowboys today, you will find find them quite interesting topics, and we'll uh, share them and give you our analysis, our opinions on them here in just a second. Demarcus Ware is going to be on with Sean R.J. and Bobby Thursday at 9 a.m. So tune in for D. Ware Thursday 9 a.m. right here on the Fan. Fan Bowl is Saturday. Still time to sign up for that and take your shot at fifteen hundred dollars. One hundred five through the Fan dot com and the contest page right there. Uh, you register for your chance to win a slot. So we're not exactly sure we're going to have room for everybody. So that's the most we can guarantee right now. But we got a pretty good chance to win that slot now if you jump onto 105thethefan.com. And, yes, the winner is going to get 1500 bucks. Fun starts at 3 o'clock Saturday at Revolver Brewing Inside Texas Live. I love that bacon plumbing spot that we have running. It just ran at the end of that stop set. Everybody loves bacon, I mean. But it reminds me, at the station I worked at before uh, coming to the fan, it was the game in Portland, and uh, we had the best time 
uh, tormenting our intern, Wolchuk. You really got lucky that yeah, I uh, I'd gotten all that out of my system. Because we made that we made this dude take on the alter ego of Bacon Boy, and uh, <laughs> one day he dressed up like he was a, a pig mascot, kind of like um, you know one of the hogs that would attend an old Washington Redskins game. Except we put a cape on him and we put him on like a beach cruiser bike with a basket in front that was full of bacon. And he, he just rode his bike around downtown <laughs> handing out bacon to people. It, it was it was freaking hilarious. Dude. That's amazing. I would have embraced no. that. That's fun. Otherwise, no. I really just had to do whatever Mike needed. Go make runs for Mike. Yeah. And I were you like really, Mike's intern? Is that what you were? Pretty much. I mean, I got to spend a lot of time with Lucius, which was awesome. And Lucius got to, you know, I got to know him the best, which was great. But otherwise, it was like Mike needs McDonald's. Go get it. And Gavin, Gavin just didn't ask for much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I would have known how much of a research beast you were, I probably would have asked for more. But I just yeah. thought, you know, most interns will end up disappointing you, so so don't even ask. But yeah, no, that's fair. I, I was we'll like a you. don't ask, don't you know, don't speak unless spoken hey. to kind of person for the most part. Uh, and you were then, doing a hell of you know, a job in my book. I was trying, man. I was trying. Yeah. It worked well, out okay. It is. It's always legendary when you can have a guy go from intern to talk show host. And it's it's freaking sweet when it can happen. Uh, I remember there was a guy uh, in, in Seattle that pulled that off, and it was so cool. And, and Wolchuk is just the latest. Okay, David Moore in the morning news. Cowboy struggles weren't all Kellen Moore's fault, but here's why it was time for a change. Um, you know, I, I think Cowboys fans kind of owe it to Kellen to, to consider an alternate reality where maybe Moore was holding things together and actually made it to where the sum was greater than the total of the parts. Like, I, I don't know how many other teams would have tied all that together to have a number one offense in, in so many statistical categories. Now, you know how I feel about stats, and they can be misleading, but still, that's pretty dang impressive. Uh, and David Moore writes, the backlash to Kellen has always seemed disproportionate. The Cowboys led the NFL in offense twice, never finished lower than 11th. Dallas was among the highest scoring teams in the league in that period, ranked outside the top eight in passing only once. Is more the best OC in the league? No, but he's much closer to the top than he is to the bottom. You guys buying or, or selling that idea that I've teased a couple of times today already? I don't know, man. I mean, I was sitting there, you know, to me, I, 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 I kind of struggle with that one. I really, Come really on. do. Yeah. I What's really the do. biggest thing you struggle with it on? The whole thing... I don't know. It's it to me when like I say I'm 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 really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to Mike McCarthy and this all this stuff calling plays. I really really am. Yeah. And I I worry I worry if this guy is I wonder if Kellen Moore is you're actually you're giving up on a guy or he just gave up on you and it, and it's it's not going to be good. That's my biggest concern right now. Very very possible more more though comes around and says, here's why you got to move on. Even if you want to give Kellen Moore all the benefit of the doubt and say, wow, this guy yeah. really did a nice job. He says, mm. if you started out as Prescott's teammate and don't have a commanding presence, which Moore doesn't, are you demanding enough of your quarterback on a daily basis? Are you as forceful as needed to get the most out of a player? Now, I thought that was really interesting. When Kellen came in, he he was Dak's backup. Dak's a very natural alpha leader. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes you need to get your quarterback out of your comfort zone. 
And that's been a theme of the morning news pieces that, you know, people inside the star feel like Dak needs a new voice. He needs to get out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And maybe Kellen wasn't a strong enough leader to, to create that. I think that to me, because, you know, Dak defended Kellen on the option route stuff. Yeah. Remember, that was a big question. Like, you know, Mike was asked about uh, option routes during a press conference. And then he, well, he's like, well, you know, I'm not used to that. That's something I'm not a big fan of. I understand. And then they asked Dak on a Thursday, and what did Dak do? No, 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 no. Please don't get rid of the option routes. Right. Please don't. So to me, maybe that's where I'm kind of like, I understand why they did what they did. Because I think when we have Albert Breer on at 6 o'clock, he is going to paint a picture that there's there was some real discourse between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. See, because Kellen would give Dak what he wants. Dak likes the option routes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike's yeah. like, you can't just give the guy what he wants. We, right. we got to do what's in the best interest of the team. And oftentimes, what a quarterback is comfortable with, like play action, no play action, uh, you know, under center from the gun. There's a lot of examples, particularly with Aaron Rodgers where Mike couldn't get him to get out of his, his comfort zone. so Yeah, that's the thing. about. I think Mike learned the lesson is, you know, I gave this quarterback a lot of leeway in Green Bay, and I got run over for it. You sure. know, and I got blamed that I'm not, you know, I'm not very good at this. I'm lazy. I'm not, you know, a lot of things happened because of Mike allowing Aaron Rodgers to pretty much do what he wanted to do. It does sound like the more we've talked about it, there was some friction between OC and head coach. Yeah. Certainly there was. And, and and just a fundamental disagreement on maybe where they should be going as a direction with the offense. I do think to the initial question, the, the stats bear out Kellen is closer to the top than he is the bottom. Uh, and, and I would say overall, probably I agree with that. Where the frustration is when you've watched Kellen Moore and you've watched the Cowboys offense, it's just the blatant inconsistencies week to week. There's one week, Kellen Moore, and we've talked about this, and, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we have new listeners every day. One week, Kellen Moore's doing something, and it's, my gosh, this is fantastic. Personnel groupings, motion, design. It completely disappears the next week. So if he can find a way to just be consistent in that regard, I think he can have a phenomenal career as a coach in the league. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about this change, and, and again, uh, as Brian mentioned, we'll talk with Albert Breer coming up at 6 o'clock that might have the details on McCarthy and Moore not seeing eye-to-eye on a number of things, and if that's the case, it does provide an opportunity that maybe Mike McCarthy really had the right answers, and if, if he can do that now without Kellen Moore screwing it up, uh, maybe that's exactly what this team needs to, to go even further in, in the, the total being more than the sum of the parts. Okay, we're going to get to the, uh, the these Cowboys topics with Bobby Belt coming up at about 5.30. We go around the rim, and, and Woolchuck has your Mavericks and NBA news and talking points coming up next here in the GBAG Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 